Good morning. Welcome to Earthmakers, spiritual care for real humans. My name is Joey. My pronouns are they, them, theirs. I'm a recovering addict and the grateful creator and host of this podcast. Take a deep breath. Settle in. This space is for you. Okay, a brief announcement before we begin our last part of the Noble Eightfold Path series today. Um, I am beginning a new series starting uh, whenever I can get it going, (laughs) Um, but it's coming soon, and it's a series on the divine, holy, and sacred feminine. Okay, it's referred to as different things in different spiritual circles, Um, but uh, femininity um, is a really important piece of my narrative, and um, I have immense respect for all of these people in my life, amazing people in my life who identify as women, uh, both cisgender, transgender, non-binary, genderqueer, genderfluid folks, and I am creating space on my podcast for all of these people. Um, I currently have three people uh, signed up to be guests. So um, Earthmakers is not typically um, a space for guests, but we've had um, two guests so far. Uh, My friend Joshua Burwald, who I co-host the podcast Bread Wine Movies with, and um, my spouse, Carrie Armstrong. Um, Joshua talked about the Beatitudes uh, found in the Bible, and Carrie talked about yoga and the power of movement in the body for spirituality. And I'm really looking forward to this new series on the Divine Feminine. I'm not sure how many guests we're going to have or how long the series is going to be, but... Um, I'm currently working on putting it together now, and I'm hopeful that it will be the crown jewel in season two. So just wanted to kind of whet your appetite a little bit. And with that, let's, um, let's actually take a moment now and just settle into our bodies. So take a deep breath with me all the way in. Hold for four, three, two, one, all the way out. Okay, just take a moment and sit in silence for a few seconds, breathing how you need to breathe, trying to stay totally still, and just noticing the rise and fall of your chest and stomach as the breath goes in and out. Notice the sensation of temperature. Notice how cold the breath feels when it goes in your nose and notice how warm it feels when it comes out your nose. We're going to keep our mouths closed for now, okay? Mouths do not do a very good job of filtering air, but our noses do. And they can also regulate the flow of air. So when you get to a place where the air can be slower and thinner moving in and out, you're in a good place for meditation.
Okay, thank you. You may turn your attention back to the room. Okay, so we have had quite a journey together. This season we've done um, the 12 steps of recovery. We've done the four... um, uh, We've done the four parts of internal family systems and now we've done the eight steps on the eightfold path the noble eightfold path of buddhism so just for a quick refresher um the noble eightfold path is part of the four noble truths the four noble truths are one life is suffering two uh there is a cause of suffering and it is attachment clinging, desire, addiction. Three, if there is a cause of suffering, there is an end of suffering. And four, the end of suffering as articulated in the Noble Eightfold Path. And the Noble Eightfold Path is one, right view, two, right intention, three, right speech, four, right action, five, right livelihood, six, right effort, seven, right mindfulness, and today, eight, right concentration. We must remember that the word right, again, is not a moral or value judgment. It simply means that which is most helpful, that which is most truth, that which is most most truthful. Oh, geez, I can't talk today. <laughs> that which is most accurate um, or correct. Okay. Right concentration um, is not a complicated one. Um, the others have maybe have lots of layers to them, but I think it's pretty profound that the Buddha chooses to end or Sid, as I like to call him. Sid chooses to end the explanation of the Noble Eightfold Path with right concentration. He could have put that really anywhere, but he put it at the end. And I think he did because... um, The Buddha believed that the ultimate goal in life was the end of suffering. We experience the end of suffering through peace and inner peace and loving kindness. We cultivate inner peace and loving kindness through the practice of mindfulness. We cultivate mindfulness primarily through the act or practice of meditation. And meditation uh, has as its very backbone this thing called concentration. So what is right concentration? What is helpful concentration? It's where I'm putting my focus. Okay. This morning I listened to a meditation um, on Insight Timer. If you're not a user of Insight Timer for meditation, it's a free app with lots of different resources on it. Um, Everybody's talking about Headspace and Calm and all these other and breathe and all these other apps that you have to spend money on. You do not have to spend money on Insight Timer. You can spend money on parts of it, but by and large, you get to decide. So uh, Insight Timer has on it some uh, 
you know, timers, some, <laughs> duh, uh, some different sounds and that you can meditate to. Um, so you can, or you can meditate in silence, um, waiting for the bell to ring on your device. Um, or you can do some of the guided meditations. And I did a guided one this morning, an 11 minute guided meditation on the teachings of Albus Dumbledore. <laughs> yes, Albus Dumbledore, the, uh, the great wizard, um, and teacher and mentor of Harry Potter in the Harry Potter series. And even though J.K. Rowling has come under fire lately for some um, less than charitable comments about the transgender community, um, Albus Dumbledore still remains a vibrant character. And Dumbledore says something in book four, The Goblet of Fire, that embodies right concentration. He invites, after the the murder and death of a important character in book four, no spoilers, I know that some people, there are some people who have still not read the books or seen the movies. I know that's mind-blowing, but it's true. Um, he says, choose what is right over what is easy. Choose what is right over what is easy. Okay. So we cultivate this in meditation. When I invite, you may notice, when I invite people to meditate with me, and we do brief meditations here on the Earthmakers podcast, I invite people to take some deep breaths and then to settle into their spot and then to eventually get to a point where they're just noticing the in and out of their breath and if their mind gets distracted during meditation to just simply return to the very simple basic sensation of the in and out breath right what is that that's helpful concentration you're concentrating on one thing the breath so if right meditation or right mindfulness in uh, the seventh step of the Noble Eightfold Path um, is basically about being present, being here now, right? How do we be here now? We engage in right concentration. And um, right mindfulness and right concentration are like a hand and a glove. You need both. But without these... We cannot uh, engage uh, helpfully, truthfully, authentically in the other six steps that come before. So it's interesting. We have all of these steps, and we may think that they, they are steps unto themselves, but they are not. They all eight of the steps on the Noble Eightfold Path are working together all the time. There's a lot of overlap. In order to have right livelihood, I need to engage in right action and right speech. In order to engage in right action and right speech, I need right intention and I need right view. And I need all of those things to engage in right effort. But in order to engage in right effort and all the rest of that shit, I need right concentration and right mindfulness. Okay? Thich Nhat Hanh and Pema Chodron and... Um, all of these other amazing Buddhist teachers throughout time have taught that in order to experience 
um, true liberation, in order to experience true healing and wholeness in this lifetime, we need to cultivate loving kindness and inner peace. We do this through the practice of mindfulness, which is done primarily through meditation, and meditation is achieved through right concentration. So choosing what is right over what is easy. Remember, Buddhism teaches that spirituality is done on the mat and off the mat, or on the cushion or off the cushion. Off the cushion, so that we talk about on the cushion, meditation, noticing the breath, fixing your eyes on a single point on the floor, uh, maybe doing a, a metta meditation, the, a loving kindness meditation, doing a guided meditation. There's all thing, kinds of things we can focus or concentrate on, right? But what about right concentration off the mat or off the cushion in day-to-day -day life? Well, if we take Dumbledore's advice, choosing what is right over what is easy, I might engage in certain kinds of affirmations, right? When somebody, in all uh, encounters and engagements, I will pause and breathe before I speak or act. I will listen to people before I speak. I will listen in an effort to receive not to find a way to speak in response. I will do things uh, with the right motives. So there you go, right intention, right? If I find myself, you know, doing something for a coworker, um, why am I doing it? Asking myself, what, what is the intention behind this? Am I trying to earn their favor for some reason because I think that they can do something for me? Or am I doing this out of the kindness of my heart? Here's a story that we'll conclude with today. I was working at a treatment center in Minneapolis. I had some wonderful friends there, colleagues who became, who, we became really close. We were like a family. It was beautiful. And I had challenged myself the year before to become a good cake baker. And so I was baking cakes a lot and I was teaching myself how to bake a cake. Uh, and each time I would do it with a little bit more of a challenge. So I'd bake a harder, harder and, and harder recipe each time. And I became a pretty damn good cake baker. <laughs> And uh, people really enjoyed eating the cake that I made. And that's the goal, right? You're making cake so that people can consume it. Um, some people make cake um, so that not only it can be consumed, but that you can appreciate its visual splendor and its artistic wonder before consuming it. I'm not great with visuals yet, but taste and texture, I've got that nailed. It's pretty cool. So I was new at this treatment center and I had all these people that I really liked, but my whole life was wrapped up in full-time work at this treatment center that was incredibly grueling and it had become my entire life. Not only were my colleagues and all of my work and vocation utilized in this treatment center, but so were all of my friendships. 
So I was using up all my energy at this workplace. And I thought, this is then the place where I find all of my value and meaning, which is a lie, but I thought it was true. So I started baking cakes for people. It became a tradition while I worked at this treatment center that every time somebody had a birthday on staff, I would bake the cake. And the response was, wow, Joy, this is amazing. And then one day, my friend, who I'll call George, called me into his office and said, why do you bake cakes for us? And I said, because I love you guys. I, I love baking cake for you. I want to celebrate you. And he said, yeah. He said, you got a great heart, Joey, and your cakes are amazing. He said, but I just, I want you to consider something. Consider why you're baking these cakes. And in the moment, I knew what he was asking. He was asking me for right intention, but I needed right concentration in the moment to really tap into the right intention. I said, well, to be perfectly honest, I started baking cake for everyone because I wanted everyone to like me. I felt I needed everybody's approval. He said, that's what I thought. I wondered. I said, but now I do it just because it's tradition and I enjoy doing it. And he said, is that true all the time? I said, well, I think it depends on the day, probably. And he said, well, here's a challenge for you. He said, my birthday's coming up next week and I asked you to make me a cake. And this year, I'm asking you not to make me a cake. Okay. For my birthday, for my birthday present this year, I want you to not make me a cake. And I want you to not seek out my approval. I want you to just believe that you are loved and that you are enough exactly as you are. It would have been easier for me, maybe not for everybody, but for me to make the cake anyways. Because it's what my mind and heart were telling me I needed to do. But I chose what was right over what was easy. I paused. I considered. I was thoughtful. I looked inward. I trusted George's words. And I chose not to bake the cake. And I'm glad I did not. How are you going to choose what is right over what is easy today? Where are you placing your concentration? In order to choose what is right, we have to concentrate. And this world is demanding of our attention, our news feed that we scroll, that we doom scroll through, our Twitter feed, all of the news headlines about the current president and about shootings in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and uh, COVID-19 and racial injustice and, and all the new stuff coming to Netflix and Disney Plus. And it's all good shit. I mean, it's... It, and, and, and or important shit, right? We can't just ignore that stuff. However, if your attention is so divided, you can't be here now. And in order, in order to truly engage with real quality, healthy spirituality, you need to find a way to show up and be here now. That is what the Noble Eightfold Path is all about. Showing up 
being present authentically without fear. And that ultimately is what spirituality is all about. Honestly, I could retire the podcast after this episode because that literally is all you would need to know about spirituality. How are you going to be here now? The only choice you have today, my friends, is what to do with this moment. So ask yourself right now, what am I going to do with this? Not that, not that thing over there, but this thing, this moment, this present reality. What are you going to do with it? What are you doing with it right now? You can engage in the Noble Eightfold Path right now. Maybe pick one of the Noble Eightfold Path and say, this is something that I'm going to choose to engage with in this moment or in this day. And you'll notice how much you need the other seven steps in order to engage in that one step. (laughs) That's pretty cool. And you're going to screw up, by the way. You're going to screw up. You're going to fail. You're going to fall short because you're human. And there is plenty of grace for you when you fail. I promise. And if you doubt me, please email me at earthmakerspod at gmail.com earthmakerspod at gmail.com or find me on Twitter at Rev Joe Bear that's R-E-V-J-O-B-E-A-R and uh, tweet at me and uh, ask me to remind you about that grace and I will remind you I will drop anything I'm doing to remind you that there is grace for you that you are loved and you are enough Thank you for joining me on this journey through the Noble Eightfold Path. It has been one of my favorite things I've been able to do on this podcast. I love you. Take good care of you today. And I'll see you tomorrow.